brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. 
ladies and gentlemen, live from Pittsburgh studio number one, it's Cold War Radio. Here's your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Welcome and thank you for choosing Cold War Radio tonight from the Alpha Foxtrot studio behind enemy lines back in the main studio. I'm your host, Hutch Bailey Jr., surrounded in Pittsburgh, the Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208, the voicemail, 412-567-1460. Please visit SteelCityResistance.com where you can become a Cold War Radio patron. You can catch the research room that is a page that has tons of information useful when you're arguing with idiots. The Video 3 page shows the video clips of the audio clips that we play on the radio show. You can get the podcast on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Torch of Liberty Podcast Network, just about anywhere else, Apple, Spotify, where you cannot uh, get certain music, but you can get Cold War Radio, by God. If you'd like to write to the program, please write to scrtv at live.com. You can also write to Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 10433370, Castle Shannon Boulevard, ladies and gentlemen, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. All right, ladies and gentlemen, getting a lot of inquiries about why Jack is in the chat room. Uh, Ward is off tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, the Lord willing and the creeks don't rise. And Jack has manned up and decided to help me out a little bit for tonight's episode. Good evening from the northern neck of Virginia to Mr. Jack. What's going on? Good to be here. Uh, good to be here and uh, good to hear your voice. Uh, <laughs> um, it's... Uh, one of those things that happens every now and then, but uh, got some big shoes to fit in. I uh, hope Ward's doing well, comes back soon, and uh, big high five to all the folks in the Spreaker chat room, also known as the VFW. There you go, and uh, yeah, we hope he's all right. I'm sure he'll be back. He assured me that he would, so that's uh, good news. I want to thank Bubba. Thank you, Bubba, our newest Cold War Radio patron. My man, thank Hi. you. Uh, good to see you out there. Uh, like I told you, uh, we can always use more patrons. We might be moving that platform. I'm not sure yet. I'm still contemplating. I hate to disrupt something that's working, uh, even though it's not working for other people. It seems to be working for our little operation pretty well. Uh, but anyway, that being said, we're looking into some other other areas, and we'll uh, we'll let you know if we. Uh, uh, decide to do anything, we might even, uh, you know, ask your opinion on it. Who knows? You know, we do that every now and then. Uh, the weather's been a little uh, goofy uh, up here anyway, Jack. I mean, it was uh, it went from, like, bitterly cold to uh, kind of warm today, man. I mean, I know that happens every year, but it's still, uh, you know, you get in that brutal cold mode, and it's, it's, it's uncomfortable snapping out of it sometimes, even though I, I welcome the warmth. Yeah, 30, 30 and, degrees. <laughs> and being up there in God's country in Pennsylvania, you used to a good, you know, month or so of some some nice cold weather. Like down here, January was a beast for us here in the northern <laughs> neck. Um, 
we'll be glad for it to be gone. This is the last day of January already, Ugh. folks. Um, and we have three inches of snow that's melting away right now. So tomorrow it's supposed to go up in the forties up at the up north, and that's going to create a, a flood problem. I'm sure, not for me, but uh, and uh, I mean, it's really majestic, ladies and gentlemen. If you've never been out in the mountains uh, or other other you know wilderness type areas in the middle of winter. Man, I was coming home, Jack, and I crossed a bridge over the Allegheny River. And it was, I don't want to say solid because I know it wasn't solid, but it was as close to frozen solid as you could get on both sides, just white on both sides. And then I got down the road 20 miles, and it wasn't like that at all. You know, you got ice jams going on. I mean, you, you could see ice jams of dinosauric proportions. <laughs> I mean, like blocks of ice that are as big as train cars, you know, that are plugged up. And I mean, I've seen ice chunks like that come out of not even a river, come out of a creek and tear a guy's house down. You know, I mean, it gets really uh, God's on the job out there. Yeah, well, ain't nothing like the uh, the rivers and the way they flow during the w- oh, winter time. I know. Uh, it, it's amazing. Oh, they'll take bridges um, out, man. You know what I mean? Not so much yeah. the rivers, because there's a lot of government involvement in rivers, but creeks, man, the ones that nobody really pays attention to. <laughs> oh, man. What's man, cool oh, is man. in the springtime, after the springtime floods, yeah. you come in there and people will show up in the summertime. He's like, what is that stuff hanging up in the trees like <laughs> yeah, 10 foot high? Right. But that's that's called the spring thaw around here. <laughs> you know, the river was up that high, and that's right. just the residue of what it was taking downstream. I love it, man. I love, but it's not for the weak yeah. of heart, and it's not for somebody that doesn't know what to do with their hands. I mean, you you got to have some kind of skills, or you'll get eaten out there, man. I'm telling you, I, I have to say, when I came back. Not this time. I mean, it's happened to me more than once. I've I've been up there and pipes froze and, you know, water lines broke and electric is down and this is down and there's a hole over here and the gas is leaking. And you got to know what you're doing a little bit. I told my wife, yeah. I like, I said, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with all humility. And I know that I'm not all that in a bag of chips, but I'll tell you what, I am glad I know what I know. That's all I can yeah, say. You can keep, because you can't, you're not going to get the, uh, uh, what is it, Angie's List? Hello? No, no. I lost power. Yeah, I'm 10 miles up this gravel road. Right, and right, take a right. right and hike up another three, and I'm right there. Oh, don't worry no. about that three foot of snow in the driveway. Yeah. Man. You, you can walk up. You can park out in the highway and walk up. You know, that's yeah, not yeah. happening. Yeah. Plans, backup plans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah stockpile. I mean, it, it, I'll give you an exactly. example. I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm getting ready to go home yesterday, and it's still colder than a well digger's ankles out there, right? And I'm like, I got everything done. All I got to do is park this Ranger, park this Polaris 4x4, right? So I go out there, and I start it up, and it's been cold. I mean, it's been minus zero, you know, minus seven, minus eight. I go out, I cranked it up, pulled it up to the garage. I was going to back it in, and it died. And it was like, it's not cranking anymore. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm ready to leave, man. (laughs) Well, I could get these jumper cables out. So now this is a brand new machine, right? So I'm like, where's the the battery? So I opened the hood. It's not under the hood. I lifted the seat up. It's under the seat. The son of a bitch is the smallest motorcycle battery you can find. You know what I mean? It's the little guy. I mean, like real, real little guy. Like the battery terminal post is like a screw. 
a, yeah, a little uh, a nut, and yeah. then the screw holds a little wire on there. Yeah, and I'm like, well, jumper cables are out of the question. <laughs> there ain't no jumper yeah. cable going to fit on that. So, all right, I'm like, all right, I got a battery charger in the shed. I go Does out it and get have the a battery. cigarette lighter in it. <laughs> the car, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might be able to jump it with one of them. Uh, I got these little battery pack things, man. They're amazing. There you go. That that sounds possible. I mean, it's yeah. not for a cigarette lighter. I don't know how what the gauge of the wires are. You know, it's just for their accessories. They don't have cigarette lighters or illegal, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I went and got the battery charger, ran an extension cord out the window, and charged it for 15. I got a real badass battery charger. I had, I had one up there that I had for 30 years. And I said, you know what? This is about time to get something different here. I'll tell you how old it was. I bought it on credit with my Sears credit card. That's all. Oh, that was a good ones before they had the computer thing in it. Yes. But they got, they had a thermal switch on them. And as soon as they get any kind of heat, they clink, it goes off. You you, you almost have to charge it on two amps. Six amps is like worthless. No, no, I have it still. (laughs) But I got this new one. It's a smart charger and it goes up to like 15 amps or 18 amps. And I finally managed to get those little clips on the terminals. And uh, I, I pumped it up to 18, pushed the winter button. Don't know what the hell it meant, but I pushed it. And uh, 20 minutes later, she was in the garage, man. I'll probably have to charge it when I go up there. I didn't have time to sit there and let it run or anything like that. So I'll, I'll deal with it when I get up there next time. Yeah, That might be one where you just have two of those batteries, just take one I thought of and that. keep it charged. I thought of that, my man. I did. small, you know. Yep. Either that or just charge it every time I go up there. I have a, a deep cycle battery that runs the lights in my shed that I do that. That's what the charger's primary job is. Of course, the battery was dead, so it it, it failed. It failed. <laughs> it failed. But if it worked, it would have worked real well. <laughs> yeah, right. That would have been good, man. Yeah, it would have been sweet. <laughs> so, like I said, man, you got Pittsburgh and you got a a city that's been run by Democrats for 87 years and they haven't spent any money on infrastructure. They've, they've, they've built bike lanes and sustainable development. You know, the deal, uh, homeless, homeless houses and and agenda 21 stuff. You were talking about for years, you know, the the green way, the walkways, the park and the bike ways. And And we got, we got buses falling in holes in the middle of downtown Pittsburgh. And we got bridges collapsing on the east end over a park, I'll add, a highly used park. And, I mean, one of the vehicles that went down was an articulating bus, which is one of those ones that looks like a caterpillar. It's a long one. That's the one they were uh, rescuing them with the the rope line or whatever. I didn't see that, but it had to be the one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, bus, it's just buses a, don't uh, fall off bridges too often. Uh, to <laughs> God was shining down and helping. I mean, at the last I heard, it was nobody, no fatalities. I mean, some injuries and stuff right. like that. But I, I didn't hear anyone uh, now, dying. So I'll tell you, there's some bridges in Pittsburgh um, that if they collapse, people would die, especially this time of year, because it, most of the bridges, well, not most of them, but a lot of the prominent bridges are over the three rivers. Right. You fall in there and you're you're toast, man. You're done. They can write your obituary before they find your body. You have hypothermia oh, kicks in before you hit the water. Right. right. Just saw the death. If you if you don't get run over by a coal barge. Right. You know what I mean? Or land on one. You know, and, and there's other ones with the mountains here. See, it's a it's a strange, strange area. What what you know, it, it's all revolved around three things. 
rivers, iron ore, and coal. Those three things is the only reason Pittsburgh's here. And then it branched off into glass and into kerosene and oil and things like that. But it's all about the water and the minerals and the transportation of them. So most of the people don't live in the valley. They live on the mountain because the valleys were needed for commerce. Steel mills are a big deal, real ones, like we had here. They're freaking huge, you know, and that's what all the valleys were, the river sides were dedicated to. And the idiots in the Democrat Party still, and not only them, but the uh, people, entrepreneurial types, have yet to develop these rivers into anything but what they used to be. I mean, some of these rivers, Jack, have seawalls that are 50, 60 feet high. You know, like you're on the bank of the river and you look down 60 feet and there's the water. Really? What are you going to do with that? Well, I'll tell you what you could do. Somebody could build something on there or something. I don't know. But well, I mean. Did, did they build the baseball park uh, on a certain yeah, area that yeah. used to be right along the. Yeah, they, they've I always mean, they been could do better than that. But right. For, I'm talking yeah. about like here. I'll give you an example. I got a guy that used to work for me that was a supervisor in Wheeling, West Virginia. He lived in Ohio very close to each other. And uh, the Ohio River's right there. Is that the Ohio? I'm pretty sure. It's one of the rivers. And he said that... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. His buddies, him and his buddies all have boats and they all go out every weekend. And I guess down there in that area, there's like bars and restaurants and clubs that you can go to on your boat. He said none of them ever come up to Pittsburgh. It would be easy, but he said there's nothing to do up there. And I'm thinking, these people are idiots. They're morons. This could be an oasis. This could be so beautiful here, because it is. It's nice, but it's not developed. None of it's developed. If it is, it's old industrial development. You know, it's a, it's a crying shame. It really is. Uh I think they need to work on the roads and the bridges first before they start. I, no, with I'm the not talking. I wasn't talking about public funds. I'm talking about private uh, funds with the, you know, with approval of or or public private partnerships. Something that would just give the place a little bit more draw. You know, I can't tell you the last time I've been down. The only time I go that. downtown is if I have to. Yeah, they they did a little bit of that. I think they did it up and down the East Coast. Um, I know in Norfolk and uh, Portsmouth, they they. Built up, redid Norfolk Waterside, and did Portsmouth across the Elizabeth River the same way, and built it up. It was mass shopping restaurants. You can get your boat into Marine nice? and come in. Yeah, it, but it, that was I think developed 
maybe 20 years ago. And right. I don't know how well it's doing now, but there was a huge influx of money to revitalize um, distressed areas and cities. I don't know well, if yeah, we had any of that money. Yeah, or, we did. But that, all they did was turn it into malls. You know what I mean? We did do there's there are some nice malls, if you like malls that I don't, um, with massive no. parking lots uh, that are along the river where steel mills used to be. And, and there's a water park where the homestead works was. And I mean, okay, that's fine. But I'm talking about something. One of the problems, Pittsburgh people that make decisions here aren't very deep thinkers. And they think and this goes for people that run the newspapers and the media and everything. They think everything revolves around these freaking three sports teams. And it's embarrassing. I mean, you look on the, to me, it's embarrassing. You look on the front of the Tribune Review, and half of the front page every day is dedicated to our sports teams. On the front page, every day. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's mindless to me. I mean, the City potential. Of champions. City of champions. And, okay, I got that. But, but you're saying you're, you would like to see Pittsburgh refocus because you got the history you've got a, a lot of history oh my word man of, uh, of the of the i mean going back to the industrial revolution and pittsburgh as was one of the mainstay areas back to the indians i mean there, there was there's stories that go clear back to that i mean so like you would need you need to come up with some kind of a good tourist draw to bring money in from outside and have a nice place for these folks to come right. besides going to a football game or a hockey game or a baseball game. I mean, they get know? all bent up about they call they call this the cultural district. This one street in downtown Pittsburgh. This, the, ironically, the street that used to have the peep shows and the, and the stripper joints. You know, now it's the cultural district. Like, like yeah. you know, I, I mean, can see on, the man. street cars going up certain hills, and I could see that being a, a draw, like having a top flight restaurant at the top of a hill that you have to get into a trolley car and climb yeah. the side. And of there the is one, believe it or not. But putting in bike lanes and saying, come to Pittsburgh oh, and God. start riding a bike, you're like, no, hell no. I can't. I remember like, one time. I two weeks vacation. I'm not riding up <laughs> these hills. I remember this this mayor that we have talking about, the one that was the, the last mayor, talking about how he wanted to emulate Seattle. I'm like, you jag off. Get up. Go back to Washington and don't come back. We don't want anything to do with Seattle. Did you see what happened in Seattle? They just uncovered a document out there that the city was going to cede a police precinct, the 18th police precinct in Seattle, to Black Lives Matter at the height of that uh, occupation that was going on. Chaz or Chap. Yeah, exactly. They were going to give it. The government in Seattle was going to give it to Black Lives Matter, Seattle chapter. Unreal. I, I, I just, unbelievable to me. Uh Let's go to a good note. Um, I'm going to play this clip, and, and I, let me explain it because it might be hard to ascertain what I'm trying to get to here. Uh, but what we have is a lady named uh, – is her name on here? No. And it's they'll, they'll, they'll announce her, though. It was the Kansas City-Cincinnati football game. And this woman was going to sing – she did sing the national anthem, uh, and her, her her microphone did the same thing that mine did on Friday, right? And then you can hear, like, toward the end, the crowd realizes what's happening and gives her a hand. Heron. 
And now, to honor America, please rise and remove your hats for today's national anthem. Performed by Grammy Award winning, multi-platinum singer-songwriter, actress, author, and owner of Written Entertainment, Ashanti. If you ever got the opportunity to be up front and close and personal with the A10 Warthog, but yes, I have too several times. And the flyover was by four Warthogs, and I, you know, the sound they make. I would have loved to have seen that. I've never seen that, not with a Warthog. I mean, those things when they go past you, they're going real slow, but they're flying yeah. so low it doesn't seem like it. They come over the treetops, and yeah. it's, I mean, all of a sudden, it's like the sound of turbine Boom, jets. And then, yeah, but, yeah. But the best sound is when they let the miniguns go. Yeah, Arr! buddy. Yes, sir. But anyway, very good job, Kansas City. Good job. I mean, way to pick it up now. My critique. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, the video is on the video three page. You can check it out for yourself. I'm sitting there watching the crowd, Jack. And they they pan they pan past a veteran, and I could tell he's a veteran because he's executing a hand salute during the national anthem, which has recently been changed. You can see it; it's pinned to the top of my website. Uh, they changed the law, and if you're an honorably discharged veteran, or you're on active duty, or you're a reservist, uh, an active reservist, you can execute a hand salute as the flag passes by or during the national anthem or other times where it's appropriate to issue a hand salute in civilian clothing. And so he's doing this, and it's perfect. And then they go to Poland. And there stands a platoon of the 2nd of the 34th Armor from the 1st Infantry Division. And A, unlike anybody in the stadium in Kansas City, including the Marine Corps and the multi 
service color guards, nobody's wearing a mask. But all these armor guys are. They're all wearing black masks. And Jack almost crushed my computer screen. And I, I pray to Almighty God that it was because of their audio. They were not saluting. And, I mean, it was it was live. That's what they said. They were standing at attention, but none of them was saluting. It could have been were they, were they because they the were inside. Nation? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I, they were in two lines. They were two squads. So, so whoever was in charge of that formation didn't. I told my wife. Or, I told my wife a corporal would be fired for that. Right. This the is person crazy. who's in charge of that crew that has them at attention is the one that gives them the. the uh, Right, 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 the command. But but I'm, I'm yeah. just wondering, I, I couldn't remember one thing. They were, I'm pretty sure I had to go back and look. They didn't have hats on. And I'm wondering if it was because they were inside. But I, I don't because remember. Considered them indoors, huh? I don't remember the protocol indoors. on that. I, I just don't. But it, anyway. I don't remember saluting indoors. I did for certain reasons, for like formations. Like if you were a squad leader reporting your squad. Or if you were the platoon sergeant accepting the report, had, yeah, and you had, turned around and gave the report to the first sergeant, you saluted and, them too. Yeah, if we had uh, um, the formation indoors due yeah. to inclement weather right. in the guard, yeah, we did that. Same here, regular yeah. army and reserves. But uh, anyway, that was just a just a little a little thing there that that you know I I, I catch those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked. Well, I you know I haven't watched a football game in so many. years. I didn't watch the game. I just shocked. watched that clip. I'm shocked <laughs> that they're actually still doing the national anthem. You know, because you hear so many times people are like, "Why are they doing it anymore?" Like, I figured uh, the way that them sports deals were going, that they just. I know uh, the other sport I used to watch NASCAR. They used to show the national anthem, and then pretty much uh, lately they'll just you know kind of move to a commercial or whatever. But yeah. Well, that's the way the country's moving. It is, and unless we stop it, and I think we will. I think it's only a matter of time. You can look up in Canada and see our future. Uh, wow. Isn't that wonderful to see them up there doing yeah. that? That's nice. It is. We'll get to that in just a minute, too. It's a wonderful story. It really is. And we can learn from it. Um, you know, I got a text right before the show, and I didn't have time to read the whole uh, context but apparently Donald Trump made an announcement that if the Department of Justice tries anything illegal to him or his family, he's going to call for demonstrations. And I know there's a whole lot of Lindsey Grahams out there that say, oh, no, don't do that. My God, we can't have that. We can't have any kind of discord. or violence. Bullshit, folks. I'm telling you, we're getting to the point where if we don't stop it, it's not going to be stoppable. I, I mean, read somewhere that one uh, that a, a similar type trucker thing is starting. It's supposed to be California Austra- to DC, and Australia it too, Australia too. So, yep, and it needs to happen. I mean, we need to put these people in their place. We really do, and, and I don't want any kind of craziness. But you know, when you can't rely on the ballot box, what's left? If you can't rely. You know, you can say, oh, well, we can boycott this. Why do you think the NBA is in love with China and China's in love with the NBA? You know why? Because the Chinese market is bigger than ours. 
That's why. They don't need us. Their market is bigger than ours, the same way with Hollywood. You know, so just, I mean, I've said it before. We've been chosen, ladies and gentlemen. You don't get to pick if you're chosen or not. You're either chosen or you're not. You know, the people that lived through World War II didn't ask for it. You know, we're, we're at a point where you have to decide, is, is, is warm and comfortable and easy uh, a good trade-off for being a slave? You know, I don't think so. I, I want you to listen to a couple of these things I got. I got some doozies tonight. And, and I hate to say this, but it, 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 it takes the things that I've been saying over the past five years, and it, it verifies them. This past week, there was shocking news across the country related to the 2020 election. Yet our DOJ and FBI have done nothing to date to hold criminals and fraudsters accountable for their actions in the 2020 election steal. Last week, like every week since the 2020 election, more and more evidence is being released showing the 2020 election in this great country was stolen. We first reported last week that Representative Tim Ramthan in Wisconsin put together a damning list of the reasons to decertify the 2020 election in that state. This was raised on the floor of the House in Wisconsin and referred to the Rules Committee. Next, we found out that the bulk of absentee ballots uh, cast in Pennsylvania in the 2020 election were determined to be invalid by a court in that state. The court ruled that blanket absentee ballots not in agreement with state laws were not legitimate in the state. And just to add something, it'll go to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court next, which is a fraud, and it'll be reversed. It'll be completely reversed. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court's a kangaroo court for the Democrats. The bulk of the absentee ballots counted in the 2020 election in this state were, as a result, invalid. Finally, over the weekend, a trailer was released of a movie coming out in the spring by Dinesh D'Souza named 2,000 Mules, showing alleged ballot harvesting across multiple swing states in the 2020 election. Now, I've been saying they've, they've been, it's been, there's been so many stories on this, and I have lost so much faith in this country's legal system, I don't even read them anymore. I go right past them, except for the... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill. Right. Tonight I started diving into them a little bit, and there's irrefutable evidence, and the DOJ is not doing anything. 
But, I mean, oh, they're, they're not, and they're, they're not going to Hutch. I know they're not, but we need to force we need to force their hand. They all of these states that pulled the shenanigans and uh, usurp. Like the, I know, I remember uh, December of 2020 after the election, and there were people coming out from Pennsylvania saying that the governor or whoever decided that because of COVID they were going to usurp the constitution of Pennsylvania and allow mail-in uh, people to do mail-ins. Let me, right? let me, let me shock you. Let me shock you before you go any further. You know who did that? The Pennsylvania GOP did that. The Republican party did that. They passed that bill. It's called act 77 and our general assembly, our house and our Senate are completely run by by Republicans, and they're the ones that did it. And that part was legal because it's, it came from the legislature, I think. But anyway, no, I don't think they, whatever they did, they didn't do it properly. Because okay, that's fine. It, but it was the GOP that did it. Right. I know that well, for I sure. Don't, hey, you know me. I'm not. I'm. I'm part non-party affiliated because I think both of them suck. But. Well, it's um, going to get worse after tonight. <laughs> Believe yeah. me. Believe me. If this this mess, this mess is. I, <laughs> I want you to listen to this guy now. This clip's a little long. I might break it up. But this is a CEO of a company. And. I mean. You're going <laughs> to. I don't see how this works. I don't see how. This works. Listen, listen for yourself. Remember, first of all, understand that Wisconsin, Biden supposedly beat Trump by 9,000 or 10,000 votes. Good afternoon, Madam Chair and Senators. My name is Paul Harris, and I stand in support of this bill. I'm a Maricopa resident. I live in Peoria. I have 25-plus years in corporate executive management for national companies and brands and organizational process and efficiency processes. So because of my background, I was actually asked to be a manager at the audit for the second session where I managed multiple tables and trained the incoming table managers. When the tallying portion was done, I was trained and then became the lead trainer for the incoming volunteers for the photographic forensic portion of the audit and was the floor manager for the last few weeks of quality control. I was there when the last pallet at the auditorium left. My name is on the chain of custody forms of hundreds of thousands of ballots. So because of the accuracy and efficiency of my teams, we were tasked with tallying of the damage ballots, large print ballots, braille ballots, and the special ballots set aside by the Senate. I specifically had the Senate liaison, the Secretary of State's observers, and John Branke at my tables every day, multiple times a day. But specifically, I was tasked with doing the UACABA ballots. A UACABA ballot is the Uniform Overseas Civilian Absentee Voting Act ballot. That ballot is sent out to our men and women who work overseas and for our federal people that work overseas to get a chance to vote in the election. Seconds. This is what a ballot looks like that goes out to everybody, right? 11 and a half by 19 ballot. When I opened up the boxes of ballots, this is what a ballot looks like that's a UACABA ballot. You know what that is? That's an eight and a half by 11 white sheet of copy paper. Did you all know that our ballots come back like this from our overseas people? Did any of you know this? 
It was such a sham that I had people every day at my tables counting the picture, taking pictures of these ballots that were scanned down. The ballots are scanned. It took my teams three complete days to count all of the Uacaba ballots. You know why? Because in 2016, the numbers were apparently there were 1,600 Uacaba ballots that came back in the most significant election of our lifetime. In 2020, the numbers were close to 9,600 ballots that came back. And I will tell you as an eyewitness, as an eyewitness, 95% because I was asked to tally these personally by the Senate liaisons, all went towards one candidate. And in a state where this, that candidate won by a little over 10,000 votes, that is a net gain of 8,000 new votes during an election when people were brought home because there was a pandemic. And because our federal people, our, 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 our military people were brought home. I'll take any questions. My daughter voted via email. Mm-hmm. She's in Maryland. Not too bright. Voted via email. Is that what you're talking about? They printed out the emails? Or what are we talking about? It was here? a printed out email. And I can tell you that when I opened the boxes, the shock of people that saw these boxes opened up with me was so... It literally shocked all of us because these pieces of paper were just stacked, laid on top of one another, wrapped around the edge. There was no form or reason to them. There was no process to them. There was no ballot attached to where this ballot came from. It's just a ballot that's been scanned on a piece of paper. Well, shoot, I guess I could have just printed off thousands of ballots and figured out a way to get them somewhere because I want to know how. I want to know how as a business person and as a voter how thousands of ballots are just scanned and who counts these? Who tallies these? Because with my teams that it took us literally, my teams could do about 3,000 ballots in it per, per setting of, of actual ballots going around the tables, right? My teams could do those. It took my teams three days. Each, t- each table Three days, two sessions each every day to count these because we had to look, we couldn't touch them, so we had to actually try to look at them because the ballot is scanned down onto this. Can I ask you a question on yes, that? Yes, ma'am. Was it a printed email with the name of the person? No. It, was it a There's filled no I- out? It, did somebody fill out a ballot for the person who emailed? We, we have no idea. All I know is that it was an emailed ballot that comes out like this, and there's no chain of custody. There's no identifying numbers. On the ballot, there's nothing. I mean, for the DOJ to not do anything about that is cause enough for people to be in an uproar. I mean, well, I mean, why have them? They have guns, man. They have tanks. I I wouldn't want. I don't want the Department of Justice involved the same way. I don't want Congress to pass or federalize the elections process. Right, right. I want the states to handle it. And the, the certain states are, I wrote in there, if we remember, remember right in the aftermath of the election, when all of these anomalies were coming up and then challenges started to come forth, I mean, from Pennsylvania, they were saying that they violated the state constitution by implementing uh, this certain way to try to get people the ability to vote because of COVID. You know, they were trying, it wasn't, the Republican side probably wasn't being sneaky about it. They were trying to be uh, to bend over backwards and try to, in the midst of a pandemic, try to get as many people uh, legally to vote 
in their mind when they actually broke their own laws. Yeah. Um, and it happened in other ways, like those ballots that this guy, I don't know if he is Wisconsin or Arizona. Arizona. I was he, wrong. It was Arizona. He, yeah. Emailed ballots. And then, I mean, there's other, uh, Arizona was, a, uh, was one of the states. Or well, see, what you Georgia. didn't see, what you didn't see, because it was an audio clip, was when he showed the absentee ballot. It was made out of very thin cardboard. You know what they look like. I mean, it was triple folded. It was 19 inches long or 18 inches long, you know, in three sections. Right. And he got right. back this copy paper. It wasn't even right. close. That's what yeah. The, the, you had instances where they were, uh, you don't have the ballots or the ballots were not even folded. I know. Right? It's as if they it's were so never blatant. mailed. It's blatant. So how can you mail in the ballot and it's just one pristine flat sheet of paper like it came out of a copy machine? Right. right. Yeah. And, and, and it defies and, logic. And, and it's, it, you know, I've been saying for the past year about this raggedy ass party. And, and I couldn't believe it. You know, like with the, I, I've, I've said numerous times about the George Soros attorneys general were first. No, secretaries of state were first and attorneys general were second. Secretaries of state happened after the Gore Bush court case. When the Secretary of State Bondi in Florida, right? Was that what her name? When she she called it, and that was when Soros started pumping in his candidates. And I said, well, if they got him in these positions, what's to say that they're not in actual congressional seats? David McCormick, the establishment Republican Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, recently hosted a fundraiser. Oh, my God. With Dominion Voting Systems anti-Trump public relations representative, Tony Fratto. Wonder if he's from the, uh, the family. The fundraising reception was held in New York on January 24th. <laughs> Fratto is a partner at Hamilton, Hamilton Place Strategies, a top PR firm that was hired by Dominion in December 2020. Listen to what he said. None of this is true about Dominion voting machines. Not a single word. None of it. Frato wrote in a since-deleted tweet the same month the firm was hired. McCormick, a former hedge fund CEO, and Sal told me he must have had to do something. He's not on the, in the chat anymore. But he told me about this guy. He said this guy could win our Senate seat. McCormick, a former hedge fund CEO, was the Undersecretary of the Treasury for international affairs for the George W. Bush administration. He married Dina Powell, an executive at Goldman Sachs in 2019. Dave McCormick has been quoted bashing populism, celebrating skilled immigration, and even warning about the potential drawbacks of an America first mindset. Think he's a globalist, Jack? Think he hangs out with Cruz's wife? A former hedge fund CEO, he's overseen more than $1 billion in investments in China, Politico recently reported. Of course, McCormick was highly critical of President Trump's China policy. McCormick was a supporter of Jeb Bush during the 2016 election. He has praised Biden, saying that he really appreciates his tone and previously <laughs> accused Trump of being divisive. He has not lived in Pennsylvania since 2005. 
There you go. The political, you saw where the rally was in New York. Yeah. The political hopeful has been accused of outsourcing jobs when he was CEO of a Pittsburgh company called Free Markets, though he has denied allegations. It's also true we had a global company that was building and growing in other parts of the world. The jobs that were eliminated in Pittsburgh had nothing to do with the jobs in India, he claimed. I'll bet he's really good friends with Mumbai Mike Lee out there in Utah, too. You know, Dominion is suing multiple outlets that have questioned the results of the 2020 election, including the Gateway Pundit, which is where I got this story. Uh, you know, well, uh, we're going to do it to ourselves, folks. We, we got to expose this guy. This huh? It makes makes uh, Kathy Barnett look better every day. I know. And I the, know. the thing is, you got, got to remember, the, the other one that threw his hat into the ring Big name guy, Oprah's buddy, Dr. Oz, coming in for the Republican side, challenging. And then you're going to have him go up against McCormick, who just so happened that Trump uh, supported Sean Parnell, who had to bail out. Uh, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you his wife's a billionaire by now. I bet she's a millionaire. That didn't but happen Parnell by accident. Endorsed. So Pennsylvanians need to pay attention. Just because Parnell endorsed McCormick, I don't think Trump. I mean, somebody needs to Parnell, tell Trump. Did, he, did, Parnell, did Parnell, Parnell endorse did McCormick? It. Yes. Wow. Parnell endorsed McCormick. Wow. Um, he, Damn. but Trump had endorsed Parnell, but I right. don't think he said anything. But that's you're talking a very important. Seat oh, Trump will read this. Trump, state. Trump already. Trump read this. If it's on this show, Trump read it already, guaranteed. He's got new media people around him, guaranteed. He knows all about this. And he might not have known about it yesterday, but he knows about it now. And it's funny. The McCormick, right, they had the fundraiser, big big plate dinner in New York City. Indeed. Um, the, there was a meme going around when Oz uh, put his name in the hat for Pennsylvania and said, uh, uh, a guy that lives in New Jersey that works in New York City is funded by banks in Delaware, wants to be – the senator from Pennsylvania. So that's the kind of you want somebody that's a Pennsylvanian right. representing your state, <laughs> right? Or do you want some outsider from uh, corporate America, New York, Indeed. coming in there and and being what are they? You call them the carpet baggers, basically yeah, what, what they are, is. right? Yeah, it is. Now, now listen, we're going to take this. We're going to take this one step further because I like when I'm when I'm vin vin, not vinded. What the hell? Vindicated. Yeah, is that the one I'm looking for? Yeah. I don't know. Vindicated? You tell me. If I say something and it's right. I think that's vindicated. Anyway, we identified rhino slash Democrats in Georgia. That Listen to this shit. You ain't going to believe this, man. That claim to be Republicans. How many states have politicians like this? Pennsylvania's full of them. This is by Joe Hoft over at the Gateway Pundit. Double, double dipping on him. In July, we reported that Georgia's corrupt Secretary of State Raffensperger, his CFO Sterling, and his Deputy Secretary of State Fuchs were not upset about the Democrat election wins in Georgia. They wanted it that way. We then uncovered these individuals were all connected to a firm that helps Georgia Democrats run as Republicans. I'm guessing South Carolina has one of them, too. 
How many states have rhino-slash-Democrats like these claiming to be Republicans? A report at the Georgia Record uncovered the... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Many connections between top Republicans in Georgia who were connected to a firm that groomed Democrats for Republican jobs. No wonder these individuals did all they could to prevent President Trump from winning re-election. Remember how stunned we were, Jack? Right in the days after the election when you'd see Republicans and they were like, they were running for cover. They wouldn't do anything. I mean, I, I never saw anything. It was... I felt so betrayed in those couple months after the election. I mean, I was, it was hurtful. Landmark Communications of Atlanta bills itself as the go-to firm for GOP candidates to get elected in Georgia. The founder, Mark Roundtree, says this about himself on Landmark's website. Mark Roundtree, President. Mark Roundtree is president of Landmark Communications, Inc., which he founded in 1991. Strange, that's when the problems seem to have started. Campaigns and Elections magazine has recognized Mark as one of Georgia's five top influencers, as well as the go-to man for GOP legislative candidates. Unfortunately, Landmark has a history of helping Democrats get elected running as Republicans. This phenomenon may have contributed to the absolute cesspool of corruption in the Peach State when it comes to the performance of Republican officials during the 2020 election cycle. Some of these candidates have ties to the Chinese Communist Party. We believe there has been a concerted effort among Democrat operatives to do just that, infiltrate the GOP and run progressives as Republicans who are lying about their beliefs and views on the issues, kind of like Lindsey Graham. All of the information below is from publicly available information. Jordan Fuchs, the Georgia Deputy Secretary of State, who leaked the phone call with President Trump and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, is a former vice president of Landmark. Fuchs lied about the phone call to the press and then deleted the original audio file, which was later found by an investigator. Brad Raffensperger. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger was also represented by Landmark during his elections. According to David Bell Isle, around 20% of Raffensperger's donations came from out-of-state Democrats. Gabe Sterling 
In addition to the individuals listed in the Georgia record piece, we identified another crooked so-called Republican connected to landmark communications. On the LinkedIn portfolio of Mark Roundtree, the president of Landmark Communications, Gabe Sterling, endorses Roundtree for his work with political campaigns. Looking a bit further, we noticed that Sterling was a vice president at Landmark Communications in 2005. Across the country, we see so-called Republicans at top positions, like McCormick in Pennsylvania, in states who do things that you would expect Democrats to do, not Republicans. Bills are pushed or passed that make no sense. What's going on? How many Democrats across the country run as Republicans? It seems in every state you have these individuals who claim to be Republicans but vote for legislation that only Democrats would vote for. And I got to tell you, Jack, this tactic is highly effective in getting people like me to go against the Republican Party, and it's all been by design. Well, Uniparty, right? We talk about that. How could this, this is happen? why? This is why, I though. Think, I think right now you have one of the candidates for governor in Georgia was was a Democrat <laughs> until uh, President Trump, and then all of a sudden this guy switched parties, and now he's a Republican. <laughs> so, and then you talk about the dealings with the Chinese. I mean, there was a period of time in the United States when public officials or people that worked in highly secure areas of the civil service area in the government, the swamp area, they would be prosecuted and yeah. sometimes hung from the neck until dead by spying for a foreign adversary slash enemy. And isn't it, uh, isn't it interesting that these same politicians are the ones that eliminated that? Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, what is it, Swalwell, you, Feinstein, 30-year association, her freaking chauffeur, right? The driver. Sure. Swal- guy, Swalwell should be years. hanged. He should be hanged. And, and you know you know who else should be hanged? Mitch McConnell. Marco Mary Rubio. Should- Marco Rubio should be hanged. And that's the reason that I got thrown off of Twitter. Because I said that. And I meant it, and I mean it now. Marco Rubio was the ranking member of the House Select Committee on the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. And I may have, uh, to the parliamentarian in the audience, I may have the title wrong. But he's the, he was the head guy of that committee at the time. And Chuck Grassley asked him, he made a statement after the committee did their investigation of the election. Marco Rubio made a statement for the committee and said, Russia, how did he put it? Russia had its hands in our election. Russia interfered with the election of 2020. That's what he said. And Grassley said, uh, my fellow senator, the gentleman from Florida, the gentleman from Havana, could you please uh, tell us what evidence caused you to say that? And he said, no, I'm not telling you. And I was like, dude, you're a Republican, man. You ran for president. You're not going to tell this guy who's been in the Senate since you were in diapers where you got your information to make that public statement. 
He's the yeah. groomed, the gay yeah. eight, right? Oh, McCain, yeah. Lindsey Graham, and Rubio was the new boy on the block. And guess who else was there? Yeah. Kinzinger and McMullen. Our government's full of these people. They have no integrity, none. Marco Rubio, anybody who votes for him, at the very least, you ought to know what you're voting for. The same way with Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, if Lindsey Graham gets reelected, South Carolina, man, why? Why, why, why? Why would you bring this human piece of garbage? We only have 50, we only have 100 senators in the country. We need everyone we can get. And we got this guy, this freaking guy. He was was just reelected in 2020. So we'd have been better off if the the Democrat would have been elected. There's no excuse to say the next time he's coming up for election that there's nobody better than him because you would have had six elect a communist elect a chinese dude somebody. elect a chinese guy at least we know who he is yeah get this guy out of public office and they ought to throw his ass out of the air force too i mean to say he wanted to he wanted the capitol police and a, and a senate sergeant of arms to start shooting republican yeah. trump supporters for being in the Capitol, which he called defiling the Capitol, which we'll and get to. And he's also the one that uh, raced over to Europe. Oh, my when God. When Biden pulled uh, the last folks out of Afghanistan and right. told the people in Europe that America will be back. So if you're thinking, if you're worried about folks banging that war hammer trying to get the United States involved in Ukraine, you just knock on Lindsey Graham's door. I'm sure he's making phone calls right now. Just like McCain, Lindsey Graham never saw a country he didn't want to bomb. Because you know what? Every bomb that got dropped on that country, he got $5. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. It's sickening. I hate that guy. I, and I don't hate very many people. But that guy, I hate. And as long as this show's on, he's going to get smoked until he's gone. And if I lose listeners, whatever, man. I don't care. What are you going to do, man? I got to I gotta tell you how I feel, folks, or you wouldn't listen. When they show you who they are, believe that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very, very important statement, what you just said. When you see something and you hear a Democrat say something, you better damn sure believe it. And Lindsey Graham's a Democrat. And that's putting it mildly. He's not a conservative. That's advice I think I read from Sundance at the Conservative Treehouse. When they show you who they are, believe them. Indeed. 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 Let's go to Canada, if we might. Uh, You've seen Justin Trudeau, who's about, I mean, he looks to be about 45 years old. He's married to like an 80-year-old woman. He's got mother issues, I guess. But he's also got uh, several instances where he was caught on camera in blackface. Um, but you know, there was a movement, I think it was over the weekend is when it started, but there was a huge amount of truck drivers in Canada. They have uh, a lot of Canada's commerce and America's is cross border. I mean, we're supposedly allies and there is a mandatory vaccination 
situation going on from this country and in Canada. Uh, and truck drivers are like, they've had enough of it, right? And yeah. because they're starting to key in on them. And man, you don't want to mess with truck drivers. I'm telling you, I, I mean, if you look, this country, we've never had a real nasty, I mean, there's been some some problems, but nothing, the, the Teamsters Union in this country could close this country down in 24 hours. And in 72 hours, there would be food riots in the cities because the average grocery store, which is 40% of the United States of America's supply chain with food, has three days of supplies. And when the panic light goes on, like if there's an inch of snow, then it's down to about two days. So as soon as people figured out that there was a truck driver strike, they'd be flooding the grocery stores. And in three days, there wouldn't be shit. And by five days, people would be killing each other. And there'd be all kinds of bodies around my house. <laughs> but that's a different story. But anyway, <laughs> these truck drivers had decided they're going to march on, uh, they're going to drive on Ottawa. And Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, ran. He ran to an undisclosed location. And he put out a couple clips. Uh, and I-, I want you to listen to the adjectives and the uh, descriptions that Trudeau uses uh, for these truck drivers and for this patriotic protest. I know you're wondering about what you saw in our capital city this weekend. As my friend Erwin Kotler said on Saturday, freedom of expression, assembly, and association are cornerstones of democracy, but Nazi symbolism, racist imagery, and desecration of war memorials are not. Really, man? Really, Justin? Nazi symbolism? Racism. If you look at the picture for tonight's episode, it's a black dude that's telling Justin Trudeau, I'm not a racist, man. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy. You, you hutch up, hutch. You podcast host from the United States. Yeah. I'm broadcasting live from my panic room in right. an undisclosed location. In, Pussy. Uh, with the rocking was at the, <laughs> the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah. out for that tree. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, the guy, he's something else. I mean, and this is just a patriotic reaction to his dumbass. It gets better. Here's another clip. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example excellent of that. Excellent example. But I have also chosen Asshole. to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and <laughs> a disrespect, uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Canadians know where I stand. 
This is a moment for responsibility. Yeah, under the desk, pussy. About where they stand <laughs> and who they stand with. Where, where are you at, Justin? Where are you at? Hey, Justin, where, where are you? Oh, man, bad news, man, bad news. Justin, ladies and gentlemen, triple-vax Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tests positive for COVID. Oh, what? no. Oh, no. I hope you choke. He must uh, have evacuated to the wrong place. He did. I know, man. <laughs> he, went, he was clean. He, was <laughs> he, he went to the multicultural towns in uh, whatever the hell he did. I mean, this guy. I mean, to, yeah. to, to stand there and to glorify, first of all, to put down blue-collar workers that are protesting because all they want to do is live their lives to elevate Black Lives Matter ahead of them is madness. And I guarantee you he believed what he said. I mean, this is these people we have got. I, I heard, and, and you're going to hear the clip in, in a minute. Our mission in 2022 in November, ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling on everybody. We have to identify candidates that we can help. And we have to help them. Our mission in 2022 has to be the beginning of the dismantling of this stuff. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's going to have to start at the Democrat Party. And then it's going to have to flush out the Republicans too. And the media and everybody else. We need to, now is the time to go get a can of pears or Everybody's different. Or a six-pack of beer, or a fifth of liquor, or a steak, or pizza, or whatever turns you to hell on and, and gives you energy, and binge on it, and come back ready to work. We cannot shrink from this. We cannot shrink. We cannot be moderate. We cannot be nice. The word safe is our enemy. The word nice is our enemy. We can't be either. We have to be men and women. We have to be adults. And we have to be patriots. And we have to crush these people. We have to. For our for our legacy, we have to. For our families. This doesn't do anything but get worse, folks. Until we if stand let, up to it. If you let it happen, it's going to happen. I mean, it took... I mean, we have a president in the United States right now who runs and hides from any type of uh, confrontation with the media. No way he's going to answer anybody's questions. You got a guy that's 
when uh, when uh, it gets tough, he gets going. He gets going to Delaware and hides out on the beach. And then here we go in Canada, right? Our, our lovely neighbors to the north, <laughs> yeah. Where where they've actually, I read an article where the truck driver. I mean, they're really pissed because they said that the the way stations, the check stations, can basically uh, pull up information on the truck driver's cell phone usage. Did you see that? Status, Did you see that? All of this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. That is not a free let, country. Let me explain what he just said. There's a truck driver that went to, uh, I guess it was a border check, right? It's some kind of a checkpoint. It's some kind of government checkpoint. And you had to have a VAX permit or a VAX ID or whatever to get through this checkpoint. The and a guy took his he took his cell phone, and he held it. He, you know, he gets to the checkpoint, drives up to the checkpoint. And there's probably a dude in a little booth. You've seen him before, at least if you live in Pennsylvania, you damn sure have seen him. And he puts the the cell phone out to show the guy, and the guy's like, "Oh no, man, I don't need that." He's like, "What do you mean you don't need?" It? He said, "I got that when you were a mile down the road." <laughs> he accessed his phone and got the information off the dude's phone. And Pete Buttigieg, right now, ladies and gentlemen, is in the middle, and Pennsylvania already has them, so we're already screwed. But there's about 10 states that have it already. He wants to put speed cameras everywhere, 100% speed cameras, because cops are too racist. They won't pull over white people. You think think those speed cameras are going to be speed cameras for for speeding? Exactly. That facial recognition the IRS was talking about is going to be on them cameras. That's that's surveillance state stuff. You're damn right it is. You can't go anywhere in in the UK, right, without cameras everywhere. Nowhere anywhere in the damn world. Halfway here, too. Do you watch television? Do you watch the cop shows? You we are, you've talked about it. The insurance thing. Oh, just put this device in your car. You can save oh, money yeah. a month. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's about these millennials too. Let me say something. If you're a millennial in the audience and this isn't you, then don't think I'm talking about you because I'm not. But there's a lot of millennials that are like this. You realize, Jack, and I'm glad that you're on here because we're the same age and we're military. The internet has made millennials so stupid that they think they're smart. That's how stupid they've been made. to. They think that they know everything. They think that the world started the day they were born. And I, like I said, it's not every one of them, but I got kids that are millennials and they're like that. You know, they think that old, old pops here is some fuddy duddy that doesn't know anything that I still do crossword puzzles in the paper. You know, they don't realize that it was Jack and I that paved the way for touch screens. They didn't have those when we were doing computers when we were learning them. We had to know computer language. Unlike you dumb, young, dumb, all you have to do is swipe a screen and you think you're genius. All those convenient things. Just think if if you're in a turnpike, I know in the Beltway um, and uh, any paid kind of roads, they'll have a smart pass, a speed pass. Gas stations, if you pay them, they'll give you this little thing. You tap it on there, your stuff's paid. You wave your, uh, what, Apple Pay? You wave your iPhone, boom, at a certain thing, and it, your money, your all your stuff is transacted. It's convenient. It's easy. It's simple. You know what, folks? They got everything on you. Everything. 
That's right. Tracking. And I do have I do have the easy pass. I ain't gonna lie. If somebody makes me go missing, I want the cops to know where I was. You know what I mean? I'm not a criminal, and, and if I have to, I'll wrap it up in aluminum foil. I know how to do that. I know how to do that. Here's the thing: I know how to do that. The millennials don't. I'll wrap the some bitch up in aluminum foil. You'll think I'm in Tennessee. Remember uh, the big fad about five years ago came out there. It was about pay $150 and get your genealogy done. It's 23 I, I and fell me for it. and I fell all for that it. stuff. I fell for You're it. like, oh, I fell where you for are it. now? You're in a DNA database, but I, but I already was. See, I, I did well, it smartly. I'm just I, saying. That, I already was because of the military. I do know what you're saying. They Absolutely. make you pay for this. I know. They make you pay. To and all I, all I got out of it was I'm 57% Irish, 17% Italian, and the rest, I'm a Viking. I'm and I think if you resubmit it, like you should have had – you know, lifetime uh, resubmit because now they have much more data. Oh, I'm sure to yeah. to bump up against your DNA. <laughs> My grandfather like, was a rapist in Ethiopia. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. They, they got you <laughs> dialed in now. Huh? <laughs> Damn, I don't want to know that much. I know, right? That's way too much information. Way That's too way much. Too much. Uh, speaking of uh, Joe Biden, um. This is the president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. He won. He got over 82 million votes. This guy got more black votes than the half-black President Obama. Why don't I stop and uh, take any questions you all may have? And they tell me I'm supposed to call on Governor Cox first. Okay, I think we'll have Supreme Court candidates. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Wow, so that was so awkward right then because clearly the president did not know that when you say, Can I take any questions? all the media in the room might have a few. If, if you didn't follow what happened there, the senile old old goat had a list of who he was supposed to call on. But when he did that and went into that like he was supposed to do, his people were like, man, he's way too far over the deep end, everybody out. And he sat there looking like an idiot, like, well, where's the question at? And his people kicked everybody out. I mean, unbelievable, man. They must totally. have caught a whiff. Of something that happened. <laughs> you know, Damn, not man. saying, but I'm just That's saying. That's wrong, man. That's just clear wrong. the room. Can we? <laughs> it worked too. <laughs> <Clear the room. laughs> it freaking worked. Hey, guess what, man? Well, wait a second. Let's 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 do this first. Um, there was a poll out. It was released today, Jack, from Rasmussen. Um, Joe Biden, and. It, I don't know if this is a setup because I'm not. I'm not really having it. I, I don't want to go through it. I don't even want to go close to it. Joe Biden deserves to be impeached. Men, fifty-seven percent. Something that shocked me. Women, sixty-two percent. And I think this is men and women on this further breakdown. 18 to 39, 54%. As we get into the more experienced, 40 to 64, 63%. Some old schoolers, 65 plus, 61%. White, 
Wow. Black, 56%. Other non-white, 61%. This is the crazy part. Democrats, 40%. There's still hope for our nation, ladies and gentlemen. Unaffiliated, 58%. Republican, 83%. All voters, 60%. That's freaking stunning. Any other president, the proceedings would have already started. But we're in this time right now that I think if President Biden was impeached, the DOJ would say, psych! Somebody would say that the Supreme Court would say, nah, you know what, we're going to override this. Something would happen. Something would happen. that you don't. I don't want Kamala Harris anywhere near that 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 Oval Office. I mean, that's that's. I I, I kind of agree in a way, but but on the other side of that, and, and I and I again, I, I don't think that that's the way to do it, and I don't think this is the time to do it. I think we absolutely must must wait until the twenty twenty two elections. But I'll say this, if that turns out flaky, all bets are off. All bets are off. If, if, if the United States of America has lost the ability to stage a revolution at the ballot box, there ain't a whole lot left, Jack. I mean, I, I, and I've, I've, made, I've made a conscious, conscious effort up until tonight of never, ever, saying anything like that on this radio. Yeah, and and if the, and I'm losing because you always see the stories, you always see the articles right now that push it. Oh, the GOP's comfortable, double digit lead. It's going to be no, a massacre this no, November. No, don't uh, buy that for no, one don't minute. Don't buy it at don't all. Don't buy this. Let's make and it happen. We, let's make it happen. Let's not buy it. Yeah. Let's make them eat their words and actually bring it to fruition because it's going to take uh us to do this, right? Yes. Um, the thing that I don't want to see, if the Republicans retake the House and the Senate, I don't want them to start running around and doing what the Democrats did because they don't like uh, Trump coming up and trying to, this impeachment stuff. No, I want them to sit there and put forward a budget. I want them to sit there yeah, and put I mean, and do their work and prevent Biden and this radical green agenda from getting anything accomplished the but last you can't, few years of his presidency. But you can't let things like that election theft go. And you can't leave the Afghanistan exit go. And really, if you go back to it, you can't let the Obama-Iraq exit go. I can't. I mean, when I, when I saw it, when I was over there, look, we had... We had a pair of boots in the foyer of my headquarters building that had the dog tags of every soldier that we lost. And, and I'm not talking in the whole theater. I'm talking about sustainment forces, logisticians. There was a thousand dog tags around those boots, Jack. And when 2010 came around, when I was there, we were, we're crazy, man. We're, America, I learned a lot when I was in Iraq. I really did, man. 
the incursion, actually every incursion since Korea. I, I don't think it was like that in Korea. But because they were fighting with World War II stuff. But after that, when Vietnam started, and everything after Vietnam was a pure moneymaker. Mm-hmm. It wasn't driven by anything moral or any of that shit. I mean, there was some benefits if we stopped the communists. Got it. Got it. Cover story. But it was, no, there was true benefits, too. But, yes, cover story. Yeah. I mean, the amount of commerce that I saw in Iraq was enough to make you throw up. I mean, it was so bad that my battle buddy got his wife to send him a video camera so he could so he could record it. The contractors over there. Yeah, you were right and right in the right wheelhouse. Where I was right money. in the right spot. Yes, hey. I was. And, and you know, you saw pallets full of money. <laughs> that I didn't see pallets full of money, sure. but they might as well have been money. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many GIs got killed because of shipments to the PX and the commissary, you know, well, there wasn't any commissaries, but the PX, right. You know, you know, pleasure items, stuff we didn't need. It was like, yeah, it was, I I remember desert storm going to their, uh, the PX at the Dahran air base, right. They had set up a PX. You walk into it and it was just like the PX back home in the States. Here you too. Can buy the biggest Dude, you could buy steaks. You could buy steaks. You could buy seafood. You could buy you could buy clothes you weren't allowed to wear, but the contractors bought them up because they were allowed to wear them. And I remember every time I went to Abua, and, and I was on a division level, so it was a it wasn't a briefing. It was a Abua was a a battlefield update assessment, and all the services were there answering to my general as I was, and the first thing they said on the G1 portion, the personnel portion of the BUA, was who was there. Uh, Sir, we have a total of so-and-so military personnel and -and so-and-so civilian contractor personnel on this date. The civilian contractor personnel number was as big as the military. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So they were telling you, Dan Rather was telling, or whoever the hell was doing the news, was telling you that there were so many tens of thousands of soldiers on this base. But they weren't telling you that the number was double because the contractors, the reason they were there is because they were invisible. Nobody knew who they were. George Bush and Dick Cheney knew who they were because they hired them. But nobody else knew who they were in the rest of the country. So we had double the amount of people that the American people thought that we had there. And these contractors, man, I mean, Americans will do anything for some goddamn money, man. I ain't lying. Yeah, you think about it. You live in Iraq. you, You were in... 
you know, the war in Afghanistan, right? I was in Desert Storm, and we were there for what? Uh, I think four. I wasn't and a half, in Afghanistan. My, my son was in Afghanistan. I was in Iraq. But in yeah. Iraq, but I was I was in Saudi Arabia for Desert Storm or Shield and Storm. I think a max of five months, and they had built up. I mean, we as soldiers, were, oh, that's cool. We got you yeah. know PX. We right. go and buy it our stuff, but we didn't th- thinking about it now. It's like, why in the hell? Was there a PX there when we were there for less than half a year? Why would he even build a PX, right? We were there to get them out of uh, Bahrain and come the, come the hell back home. Now, I could see as long as we were in Afghanistan and Iraq and doing that long-term deal, how you're, you're, you must have had malls built over there, you know? Uh, it's just crazy. Um, what was it? The billion plus for the green zone in in Iraq that was given up? I don't yeah, know and, and, and guess who got the most expensive embassy? The most expensive American embassy in the world in Baghdad, in the green zone. Really? Guess who built it? Halliburton. No. Sorry, I was taking care of something there, but uh, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Yep, yep. His company. I mean, not him, obviously, but uh, he was responsible for the construction. Yep, absolutely. And 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 where I was, that wasn't where I was, but the biggest base is where I was, LSA Anaconda, and we had before I left, and I left in '08, and when I left, we had. Stations, now, granted, we took over the largest Iraqi Air Force base. That's where Anaconda was. So there was a basic infrastructure there. You know, there were roads and whatnot. And uh, you needed a vehicle. It was a big base. You've seen Air Force bases. They're big. Right. You, yeah. you need a lot of room to take off uh, jets and even the prop C5s, <laughs> if they were coming, you need a lot of room for that right. big mess. So they have all that. But we had stations where if a female service member thought she was going to be raped, which happened approximately zero times, uh, there was a station she could push a button and cops would come. This is in Iraq. In Fallujah, you saw the pictures of Fallujah where they drugged the burned up contractors around in the back of hum or, or tied up to the bumper of the back of a Humvee. We had street lights there <laughs> and the green new deal was happy because they were solar. Solar power. Studio. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of sun over there. It's different. You can use solar power over there, you know, but here it's a little different, but, uh, and we gave it all away, man. I mean, there was, I used to, one of the favorite things I used to do, uh, because you weren't allowed to drink there. Right, it was general order number one. There was no drinking, so I drank a few drinks of whiskey, <laughs> and, and I go down to the to the Taco Bell in Iraq. A Taco Bell. I walked down to Taco Bell and got me the five pack. They had a five pack of tacos that worked perfect with some bourbon. Man, I mean, it was like right there. And uh, I went down there one day because you see funny shit when this happens. I went down there one day, and they're like, "We don't have no beef." And I looked at this Iraqi dude. He wasn't Iraqi. He was like Nepalese. I looked at him. I'm like, 
if you don't have any beef, what the hell are you going to do? Why are you open? Well, I guess they got a whole chicken thing too, but uh, I was like, no beef? That's a wartime story right there. Uh, but anyway, I mean, to have that yeah. there and to have a Burger King and a Pizza Hut. And they even had a fast food joint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but, but listen, now, all that FFV has to come through on convoys. All that fresh fruits, fruits and vegetables, FFV, has to come through on convoys. People are dying bringing those tomatoes to Subway. They're getting murdered on the highway for that. They're not moving bullets and ammo and bombs. They're moving ladies' underwear, man, and flip-flops and shit. You know, the whole thing, and I got to say, I thank Donald Trump from the bottom of my heart. And I'm going to tell you why, because I worship no man. I didn't know any of this shit before him. When I was back there, wearing my uniform and saluting the flag, I was all in, Jack. I was all in a thousand percent. If they'd have dropped me over there, I'd have been proud. You know what I mean? I mean, I was all into what I was doing. And I love President Bush, and I love Vice President Cheney, who I saw in person. And I hate every one of them now. And I attribute that all to the sunlight that this president brought us. And he did that, and he will go down in history as doing that, because this is not over. And I would venture to say that Donald Trump will be in heaven before it's over. It's not going to be over anytime soon. But we're starting to get there. You can't put this genie back in the bottle, my friends. It's out. And I'm going to scream about it until they kill me. And that's just, it is what it is. And he, we miss him so badly. I mean, he highlighted, you know, how depleted uh, the shortcomings from the military from decades of overuse, right? Just rotate him in and out, rotate him in and out, making money hand and foot. Yeah. But at the at the expense of the of the of the life and treasure of the people that serve in those uniforms. You mentioned it, your boots full of dog tags. You you could take that number, multiply it by who knows what factor right. with all the maimed and crippled and handicapped people with arms and legs. And how many blood. how many people in the Middle East? How many Middle Eastern people have been killed because of this and why? And I'm not, believe me, man, I am not an ally of Islam. But when you look at what we did and how we came about the justification to do it, it doesn't make sense, man. To me, they to me, it doesn't. It's all about control of the oil, right? You want to spank somebody? I got no problem with that. You want to spank somebody? You blew up our buildings. You attacked our Pentagon. I got that. Why didn't we blow Riyadh up? Why didn't we blow Riyadh up? You win it and get the hell out. Right. Why didn't we nuke? Why didn't we take some tactical nukes, not intercontinental ballistic missiles? Why didn't we take some tactical nukes and blow up them goddamn oil fields? And make them live in poverty the rest of their time. That's what we should have done. 
So what is their idea? Their idea is, hey, let's kick their ass a little bit uh, and then let's train some of their own people that wouldn't fight for themselves. Give them uniforms, give them weapons, give them uh, vehicles, transportation, weaponry, all this stuff, give them the training. And And then when we leave, they'll just give boys. Yeah, they'll they'll just leave the the stuff there for the uh, uh, terrorists. Absolutely, man. Uh, No, you know, I've grown up so much in the last five years, man. It, it, it's uh, it's amazing. And again, again, I worship no man, but I thank Donald Trump for pulling the ugly blanket off of these pieces of shit running our country. And and I know what it is. It's, I mean, th- this was not. This is not. And history be in the chat has said it several times. Uh, there are no coincidences. You know, the, the the taking of God out of the country is one of the facilitators of this. You've got people that worship the dollar so much. Look how many people are associated with China right now. The communist Chinese. Unapologetically. Yeah. And defend exactly. them. Who do you think from- gave the North Vietnamese and the, and the Chinese, I mean, the Viet Cong, their Chicom K, K uh, the Chicom weaponry, Chicom K fifty. That's what I meant to say. Got that from the Green Berets. Uh, but anyway, and then you come back here, and you've got an organization that says all they want to do is support the Constitution of the United States. Stuart Rhodes was moved from his Plano, Texas holding cell to the Cimarron Prison and Correctional Facility in Northeast Oklahoma. Cimarron is a medium security facility in Cushing, Oklahoma. Rhodes is the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers, a group that describes itself as a nonpartisan association of current and formerly serving military, police, and first responders who pledge to fulfill the oath all military and police and politicians, I added that, take to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The federal government has charged Stewart with seditious conspiracy. After the patriotic group attended several events in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and 6th, 2021, The organization provided security at several of the rallies planned those two days, including President Trump's speech at the Ellipse. The charge of seditious conspiracy is a complete farce, and the Department of Justice knows this. The DOJ claims, without a scintilla of proof, that the Oath Keepers, listen to this, were plotting, and Lindsey Graham wholeheartedly believes this, that the Oath Keepers were plotting to overthrow the United States government by force. The Oath Keepers were unarmed on January 6th at the United States Capitol. Uh, (laughs) There it is. Um, These people are being besmirched for no reason, man. Oh, well, there is a reason, but uh, it's sad. It it really is that that standing up for your constant... They ought to take the oath and just trash it. They ought to limp. They ought to get rid of the oath. It's such a farce anymore, Jack. Nobody, general Milley, 
calls the Chinese general and says, if we're going to attack you, I'll let you know. Oath of office, my ass. Yeah, and the, um, I, I caught the very end of the Oath Keepers deal. Um, hey, you might like what their mission statement states, uh, but more and more evidence, right? They're infiltrated. The who's jailed, right. They're, infil- they're basically uh, on the same level. You add Epps into it. Epps was the leader of the Arizona uh, chapter of the Oath Keepers. You sure about that? Yeah. He was part of the Oath Keepers, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was uh, He was a leader of the Arizona chapter. He wow. spent time in Nevada when Stuart Rhodes was there in Nevada. He spent time up there and then came back and was the Arizona leader. Wow. This was a few years back. But that shows you. Um, you be be very careful about what you think. You know, it might look good on the surface, but underneath, it's the swamp. But that being custom. said, that being said, don't don't play into their hands. Don't no. turn everybody off because you think everybody's infiltrated. No, don't do no, that. Just you don't. You can be you can be a champion of the Constitution and not join gotcha. any organization. That's true. Um, that's true. There's one that's surfacing now that the media just loves because they wear the khaki pants. They all come to the to protest. Well, those are feds, looking. man. Those are total feds. Right. right. They all but have they the say, same hat, for Christ's sake. The media is trying to tie it to anybody that wants the Constitution saved. So it's out there as that red herring. Um, as soon as you get some of those people, right, involved into something that might have been, they could have been the types right up there at January 6th that got this whole thing started, like Epps, like Rhodes, who's finally, after evidence and after evidence uh, and pressure from alternative media with the pictures of Epps, the videos of Epps, the the fact that FBI had him listed as uh target or wanted number 16 for months and then all of a sudden number 16 disappears off the fbi website (laughs) website it's a pressure put on them so that's why Rhodes is now uh jailed right there's too much pressure on the department of justice that they had to see i didn't know any of that i i that the reason i put this article up there was because of him i didn't realize no, that he was. I mean, they charged him with seditious conspiracy. This is one of the, the guys. Guy, hey, there's only a couple guys that have been charged. There's only a couple they, that have been charged, and he's one of them. Remember the Whitmer, the threat to, yeah. to kidnap uh, Governor of Michigan. Oh, I'm not during I'm the not, election. I'm not doubting They're, you, man. I'm not doubting you. I'm just telling you, uh, I was one of their him. one of their top FBI informants. Right. Eventually, when all the information came out, that sixty-five uh, percent of the fifteen people, right, and the leader, the leader was autistic, or is right. autistic, and they one said he couldn't lead FBI himself guy, out of the house. They ended up having to arrest uh, that the FBI leader. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh. Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The guy in charge, they got him for domestic violence, I think. That was, I don't know if it's trumped up or not, but he got charged. One of the top informants. Uh, FBI informants because they couldn't get anybody to fall for it, right? right There's right, like one right. or two people that <laughs> Rocky, were actually... Rocky in the chat room says Kinzinger vouched for Epps. Epps I knew about. I didn't know about this guy, though. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought Just that if, to my attention. Well, yeah. Just write a note down. Epps and Rhodes, Oath Keepers, okay. Arizona. Gotcha. And you, you read about it. I mean, it's there. The media's not going to tell you about it, but it's there. Right. No, I, I appreciate that. Now, uh, something if if you're one of the people that follow uh, the national organizations that are that were established uh, to fight racism and discrimination and things of that nature, uh, if you've heard of the ADL, the Anti Defamation League, um, an organization that claims to have a nonpartisan agenda against hatred and discrimination, but really they're a partisan far left outlet outfit that regularly smears conservatives has changed its definition of racism this year, or actually in 2020, to exclude white people. And if you don't think that that's an issue, I would ask, do you watch television? Have you watched anything on Netflix uh, or Amazon Prime uh, or Hulu or on the networks. Have you noticed that there's no more white people in commercials? Have you noticed that? I have. I can't miss something like that. I I get my wife so damn mad. It is absolutely sickening what these corporate people, these globalists are doing. You think we're not going to notice this? I mean, it is bizarre. I've never seen so many black people in commercials. Nothing against black people. But I've never seen so many on commercials in my entire life. You've got commercials that used to be, (laughs) like, normal. And now every single character is black, except for the gay dude. He's white. But everybody, it's, it's bizarre, man. I mean... It really is. And no, I'm not sad that I'm saying it. I'm kind of pissed off, you know? Well, hey, and, it's and no if it's a surprise, right? It is a surprise to me. That's that's blatant. No, that is you, saying you look- that is saying 75% of America, you're stupid. That's what, what that's saying to me. The whole globalist push with the media's help, uh, entertainment's help, you know, the... The whole entire, what was it? I saw a, a meme that had at least eight different countries' uh, platform for their election the last cycle. Every single one of them had the same theme. Dude, Bill I watched. Pac- 
better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched every single one of them. I was watching a show yesterday, and I don't even remember what it was. And it might have been when I was up at camp. I don't remember. But I do remember the commercial, man. And the mother sucker lasted like two, three minutes. It was long. It was You know them long, drawn-out commercials? It was one of those. And it was a black guy that was promoting an anti-gay drug. Like, if you take this drug, you can take it up. Oh, no, I ain't going there. If you take this drug, you won't get sick if you're gay. You can continue your lifestyle, and you'll be good. There's a drug out there now that supposedly lowers your chances of getting AIDS if you do the nasty. And, I mean, it was like two, three minutes of listening to this. And I'm like, why? Why Why am I listening to this for this long? I know this commercial cost millions. <laughs> she probably gave me it. I mean, she because I get up there and I say, damn, baby, there's no white people on there. Oh, shut up. Go back downstairs. You know? <laughs> You're such a bigot. You know, it's like, no, man. I mean, like, where's the white dude at? You know, I mean, it's like, but the, the, the commercials about the gay drug, man, that's like, dude, can't you play this at like three in the morning on the gay channel? Do you have to, I, I, do you have to put I, it on here where I'm trying to watch the Trump rally or whatever the hell I was watching? I don't know. Try, I'm trying my best <laughs> not to get high blood pressure. So like, I always let that kind of stuff just roll off my back because I do too, but I have to report it. Get me angry. I have uh, to report it, man. This is a show. That I'm trying to I'm trying to look at what they're hiding from everybody, and I try to put it out there. They're I don't not like, hiding that three minutes. You ain't hey. bullshit. You ain't bullshit. You ain't. You are not bullshit. <laughs> that is true. That is very accurate and true. But we're gonna go to a clip right now. The I saved the best for last, ladies and gentlemen. So Sal, I know you left after the first five minutes of the show, uh, but Hutch <laughs> opposes AIDS. I damn sure do. I don't want nobody to get AIDS. Uh, it's 100% preventable. <laughs> but other than that, let's go to the war room. Stephen K. Bannon. And I got to tell you, man, this this Marjorie Taylor Greene, a lot of conservatives are deathly afraid of her. I love her. I love her. If I wasn't happily married, I'd try to marry her. I mean, this woman... There he is, my man. Did you, did you like the part about uh, McCormick? Because I know you probably you had to go back and listen to that. Sal's a fed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's why Rocky's in charge of the chat room. All right, so let's go to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, wow, good one. On the war room. It's always America last, and that's what they do. You look at these horrible deals they make throughout the world. It's always America last. Everyone in Washington is obsessing over how to protect Ukraine's border. But the most important border in the world right now for us is not Ukraine's border. It's America's border, and we do nothing about it but let... People come in and we have no idea who they are. The first duty of the American president is to defend the American border. Before our leaders talk about invasions of other countries, they need to stop the invasion of this 
country is being invaded. It's being invaded by people that should not be allowed to do. You know, we had the safest border, the strongest border that we've ever had just one year ago. And before Joe Biden send any troops to defend a border in Eastern Europe, he should be sending troops to defend our border right here in Texas. Yeah, and you know, Mika, uh, I say this as a former politician myself, they know what they're doing. I mean, they know what they're doing. When, when, when Joe Biden uh, uh, blunders through an answer in a press conference and, 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 and questions whether an election will be legitimate or not, and then he cleans it up later on, uh, they know exactly what they're doing. It's just like, all, you know, they, they knew exactly what they were doing when they'd say, oh, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, she questioned the outcome of the election. Just say, how is she any different than Donald Trump? Well, I'll tell you how she's different. Hillary Clinton. The yeah. next day, took her medicine, and she uh, she conceded to Donald Trump. Yeah, and she said he won, and told everybody to get in line behind the new president. That that elections uh, have consequences. Senator, uh, more than 730 people have been charged by the Justice Department for their role in the attack on the Capitol on January 6th to stop the certification right. of our election. Last night, President Trump at a rally said this. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. Pardons? Do you agree? Hmm, Yeah. Uh, No, I don't want to send any signal uh, that it was okay to defile our capital. There are other groups with causes that may want to go down the violent path if these people get pardoned. But isn't that a dangerous thing to say? Yeah, well, I think it's inappropriate. I I don't want to reinforce that defiling the Capitol was okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything that would make this more likely in the future. And just let me finish my thought here. When Kamala Harris and her uh, associates and the people that work for her, her staffers, raise money to bail out the rioters who uh, hit cops in the head and burned down stores, I didn't like that either. So I don't want to do anything from raising bail to pardoning people who take the law in their own hands because it will make more violence more likely. I want to deter people who did what on January the 6th. And those who did it, I hope they go to jail and get the book thrown at them because they deserve it. That was clear. Uh, Senator, before I let Okay, on Morning Mika, Joe Scarborough only got half the phrase. Joe, yes, elections have consequences, and stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Joe, you're one of the, you're like the Vichy. You're you're a Vichy uh, Republican that went to the Democrats with Morning Mika. Just so everybody is clear what the Vichy is, it's not Vichy, it's Vichy. Vichy France. It's the French. The French were Nazis. When the Nazis came to France... The French capitulated immediately and set up a Vichy government that reported to the Nazis. Yes. And baby, that's where tar and feathering came from. Because when it was all said and done, they took all the ladies that were loving up on the Rudolph Hesses and shaved their heads in public, put tar on them and threw feathers on them and marched them through the streets. And in Italy... They took Benito Mussolini and his wife and cut their throats and hung them by their boots from a telephone pole. And I'm going to tell you, with free people, 
this kind of activity. It might take a while. It may take a while. But it'll get corrected. And it may not be in such a violent fashion. But I'm telling you, what these people are doing, they've created a situation in Washington, D.C., in Northern Virginia and Maryland where they've got an area of the country that's not like the rest of the country. And they actually, after decades and decades of building this wall around that and conditioning the people, they believe that they're doing what people want or that it doesn't matter what people want. And this country is big as hell. I think about this, Jack, every time I go to my cabin. And I was with my wife, who started coming up a lot lately. It's great. One of the only benefits of losing my dog. Uh, but we drove around. We went, we, we like to gamble. Not majorly, just, you know. You like my, a little skin in the game. A couple hundred right? dollars at a time, right. Not not Nothing crazy. And we like to go to casinos. And there's a couple up by the cabin. So we went out to Erie. And I I mentioned to her, I was like, my God, baby, this land is vast. Because it is. This country's vast. And you drive through these areas and you see a homestead or a small farm. And you look at the knowledge and the capability of the people and the strength of the people that live there, and I'm in awe. And these people in Washington hate us, and they hate that. They, they hate the fact that we can get along on our own. Right. We just covered a story in Canada. Canada's got a lot more oppression on their people than we do in the United States. And they're and a lot saw, more vast than us, too. You saw <laughs> the leader of that country bailed. He said, I'm getting the hell out because... There's a boatload of trucks. Uh, one time I heard it was 43 miles long, this convoy. And what did Biden do? like, they he coming did. after me, and it's the same thing. That's why Lindsey Graham on that show was talking about you can't. They, those people went up there, and I I swear <clears throat> on, the, you know, on the Bible, my what I think happened there, it was intentionally wrecked. And caused this. We already had the article where they had that commando crew that was at Quantico that was in the bowels of the Capitol. Yeah. Pelosi refused Trump's offer to bring National Guard. And she was gone. She was not at the Capitol when that happened. She's the third in succession to be the president, and she was gone. Who opened the doors, right? Who was the man? I remember watching the video. They had rope lines, and they're like, just yep. stay in the ropes. And people were just staying in the ropes. Going and Epps, and then- Epps and his crew went through beforehand and took down all the no trespassing signs. Yeah. All of them. And Epps, Epps was walking around. And they start the leading these senior citizens into the freaking Capitol. Saying, we need to, we need to uh, storm the Capitol. And the people that were there looked at him and said, you're a Fed. Yep. Fed. You're a Fed. fed you're a Fed. fed. You're a Let's fed. Just, we're running out of time. Let's listen to the rest of the yeah. clip. Uh, years ago, you were about to pay an enormous price because the Democratic Party, the, the, the people you've been collaborating with, it's going to get shattered on November 8th of this year. We're shattering the Democratic Party because of the big steel. It's becoming more and more evident every day. And Morning Mika uh, and Joe, 
I, I would request that you have somebody on tomorrow to talk about uh, Pennsylvania, the second highest court in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, rules that the mail-in, your illegal uh, mail-in ballots are 100% unconstitutional. I want to go to MTG, Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Congressman Green, your assessment of the rally speech and particularly uh, Lindsey Graham, ma'am. Well, I just heard Lindsey Graham that he he said he hopes the people that have been arrested for January 6th go to jail and have the book thrown at them. Asshole. But I think what Lindsey Graham needs to be informed of, since he could care less and hasn't even checked it out himself, is these people have been thrown in jail and are having the book thrown at them, and then some. Actually, they haven't even been to court yet. They have not been convicted. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of any crimes, but they are being held in jail indefinitely in a pretrial state, and by the way, for Lindsey Graham, since he's a senator, he might have forgotten that we have due process in this country and that people are supposed to be presumed innocent before they're found guilty in a court of law. But no, January 6th defendants are being abused, treated worse than radical Islamic terrorists at Gitmo. They have less rights than than practically the people probably being held in labor camps in China. They're being treated horrible because they're white, they're male. And they voted for Trump. And that's by Deputy Warden Kathleen Landerkin in the D.C. jail. She and then that, this is happening in jails across the country. Here's my problem. Hang on. No, hang on. Hang on. Hold, hold one second. I only got a minute. I, I want to make sure you have been from the beginning, from the very day it happened, because you had only been on the job a couple of weeks. You have been adamant that people, if they if they broke the law, that you're a rule of law person. The law has to be upheld. Correct. You're saying, hey, you got to deal with this. I want to walk through what your statements have been. It's So my statements the entire time have been every single riot is wrong, whether it's Antifa, BLM, and January 6th. I'm completely against violence, but I believe in our justice system, and our justice system is being defiled. It's being perverted. It's being destroyed because all of the rioters that got arrested and all the Antifa um, violent BLM riots that were attacks on the American people, almost 100 percent, nearly 100 percent of them have had their charges dropped and they went scot-free. And yes, the Democrats raised money for them and helped them. But here's the difference. Lindsey Graham is totally ignoring that fact. And he's talking about these January 6th defendants. While they're being treated like political prisoners, he agrees with it. He agrees with how they're being treated. He's totally fine with it. He doesn't care about our justice system. He doesn't care about human rights. He doesn't care that Americans are being treated like political prisoners of war at the hands of the Democrats. As a matter of fact, he goes right along with them, Steve. 
He totally agrees with Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and Joe Biden on how these people okay, are being on. treated. And he wants to do nothing Let's for Okay, hang on. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return. Congressman Mark. Damn, Jack, man. That was that was a little rough, wasn't it? What? On the exact dollar amounts, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I that's extremely, camp. it's extreme. I know you do. And so hey, do I. I do it at the pump. I'm like, I try my best. Boom, 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 boom. But I'll tell you, I, I, I got I to gotta share an experience. I pumped gas when Jimmy Carter was president. All right. And one of the things that happened during that period was gas for the first time in American history because of a Democrat president went over a dollar a gallon. Before that, it was way under a dollar a gallon. I'm talking 35 cents. Remember there was. Hold on. Let me me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. Uh, it, 35 cents, 40 cents a gallon, 50 cents. But the machines, the pumps, yes. not the pumps, the actual money tabulating part of the pump that calibrated how much it cost for the consumer only went up to a dollar a gallon. Nobody ever thought it was possible for it to go over a dollar a gallon. Right. And they weren't digital. They were mechanical. Like remember you, you remember, remember yeah. <laughs> you remember the, 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 the digital clocks? They called them digital. That they had in the seventies. I remember my parents got me one. It was the best gift I ever got. It was a little clock radio. And when it went from nine oh five to nine oh six, the little piece of metal that had the five on it got flipped over and the 906 came up. That's the same way that the gas pumps were, except they were even less uh, technologically advanced. And it blew everything up. So what they did was they recalibrated everything. And I'm out there. I'm a dumbass pumping gas. So now, <laughs> when you came out there and you wanted $10 worth of gas, I had to squeeze the thing because back then, nobody got their own gas, right, in the 70s and even the early 80s. So I'm, I'm pushing the, you know, the pump or the, you know, the dispenser in your car and you ask me for $10 in gas, I'd take it up to $5. And they had it calibrated that if you got $5 on this machine, it was $10 worth of gas because the machine was behind the times. It couldn't handle more than a dollar a gallon, which that part was fine. It only sucked when the rich people came in and they were like, fill it up. I'm like, motherfucker, fill it up. All right. So I'd fill it up and then you got to do math in your head. Right? Then you got to do yeah. math. You got to look at 1750. All right, what's double 1750? I mean, and you had to do this in like seconds. Right. Millennials could not do this. Millennials would die at the pump cuz the internet the has made them the internet's made them so stupid that they think they're smart and they wouldn't be able to handle it. Me, I'm up there. Scoo-doo, scoo-doo, scoo-doo. That'll be 2250, sir. You know. <laughs> But they couldn't do that. No way. Have you seen them at McDonald's when the register goes out? 
times two is twenty two fifty. Right. Thank you, sir. And the dead guy's like, yeah, he just saved me 12, 13 Indeed. bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time a dude came up <laughs> and he said, <laughs> my man said, give me $8 in gas. So I was, all right, man, I'll give you $8. So I pushed him $4, right? right. I said, that'll be $8. No, motherfucker, I said $8. I didn't say $8. I said $8. I'm like, oh, man. And then the guy's yelling at me that owns the gas station, this Arab dude. He's yelling at me. Why didn't you tear his mirror off? I'm like, dude, you're paying me a dollar eighteen an hour. I ain't tearing nothing off. I mean, it was crazy, man. It was crazy times. But uh yeah, anyway. you don't want to be cursed out by the Arab back in them days. Oh man, I know. I like know. talking about your camel or something. Especially like, in Pittsburgh, because you know, if there's an Arab in Pittsburgh, this dude worked hard to get here. In the hairs of a thousand goats, all in your <laughs> beer this Friday, Mr. Hutch. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming out tonight. I, I hope, uh, I'm going to use that word again, Jack. I hope we vindicated uh, your trust in us that uh, we, we have audio. And, and, and I will say that we did fix, I think, I pray, we fixed studio number two. I took Jack's advice and started <laughs> writing shit down. I was a little mad when we were talking, but I, I was like, all right, let me just get back to basics. And there was a button, Jack, was it, that could have been suspect, huh? could have been suspect. Because when I pushed it, lights started going on, and I got the wife to call the show, and it, it worked. worked. So hopefully we don't have that problem again. I won't yeah. guarantee well, that anything. Makes it, uh, that makes it so much easier for you. I mean, I know. You know, know. all right, when I do this show, boom, here's my settings. And normally I don't have to change them. The only time I normally have to change settings is when I change equipment. And we've upgraded everything up there. Now there's one thing I want to change. I got, for some reason, the webcams at Walmart don't have digital Zoom. They're from ONN. And that's right, kind of a big work. problem, but nobody wants to hear about that. But China, I, <laughs> I know they're all from China. They have been, uh, but anyway, uh, I want to <laughs> thank everybody in the chat room. You guys are wonderful. You yes. really are. I want to especially thank you, Jack, for coming out. I mean, this is why I love having veterans on the show, and, and nothing against people that like Sal. That's not a veteran. He's great <laughs> too. He would have came out also, but. Thanks for covering down on Ward. I appreciate the team effort. Ward's down and out, and I'll I'll let him talk about how much he wants to talk about on Monday. That's not my job. Uh, but I will say that he's feeling good, and he's ready to come back on Monday. So that's going to be a good thing. Uh, I hope you're going to be back on Friday. I'm, I'm pretty much sure you will be. I am expecting 12 to 18 freaking inches of snow next weekend up at camp. So either me or my son-in-law is going to be up there. Somebody is. Uh, boy, that plow works good, too, man. I don't Hopefully know if you ever plow snow. battery's still charged up, and that's what we <laughs> No, it doesn't matter, because as soon as I get up there, that's what's going to happen. That battery charger's coming out regardless of whether it's charged up or not. It's getting a slow trickle charge next time I go up there. You know, that sucker's going to be like it just came off the store shelf. Uh, if I don't have the time to do that, then we'll 
go back to what you said. Hope it's yeah, still sound, charged. Yeah, that's not, it sounds like you know you've been putting it to work. Oh, uh, I was, I was, snow. but I, you know, I would have thought that all that running. What I got to do is put the multimeter on it and see what it, the voltage is on the charging. The side. wires are tiny. They are. The alternator's are. probably no, tiny. No amperage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know yeah. the deal. I do. I do. And you're right. The gauges are so small in those wires, man. I'm gonna have to watch them just for the, just for the salt. You know what I mean? To make sure they don't yeah. corrode. But I will say, them bad boys. yeah, I might have to. I was thinking. Listen, I was thinking about putting a slave receptacle. Because of the way those wires are so small, I was thinking about running some wires, not heavier gauge, because you don't want to do that. You'll burn the thing up. But putting it where there was like two bolts sticking out or something that was easy to put clamps on. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have to take the seat up. It could be like outboard covered with rubber or something. And then when I need them, I uncover them and they're like quarter inch bolts or something. Or, you know, half inch bolts that I could put regular jumper cables on or something, but we'll figure all that out. Jack, uh, again, I appreciate you coming out. Uh, I don't want to hold you up. How can people get in touch with you and uh, all that mess? You can find me here Friday, and I'll be in the chat room Wednesday when Sal's in the co-host seat. Excellent, because, you know, Sal's going to come out with some information on this McCormick guy. He's the one that actually told me about him. One, one thing about Sal, he... He really looks at the local scene uh, a lot closer than I do, so that's a good thing. And we'll uh, we'll learn some stuff uh, on Wednesday, so don't miss that. And tell your friends, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't even really share this. Well, yeah, I guess I did the Facebook, but uh, on social media. So please share the show. We need to get a bigger audience. Although I love an audience where I know almost everybody. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jack, thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much uh, for letting us into your life for a couple hours. It's really, man, we didn't even take a break tonight. This was a a really good show. Uh, I I mean, there were some things that I had to say I wish I didn't have to say, but anyway, a little bit of inspiration, and we're out of here. We'll catch you on Wednesday. Life can throw you some curves. And it's not just the things that you see coming, but sometimes it's the things that you didn't see coming that hit you out of nowhere, that set you back in such a way that it seems like you can't get over. And you've reached your limit and your bandwidth is full. You already said, I can't take another thing. And then out of nowhere, here comes something you didn't see coming and you're in it. And in your homes, somewhere in your heart, these words are echoing. Am I going to make it? When you get into a tight spot and everything goes against you until it seems that you cannot hold on for a minute longer, never give up then, for that is just the place and time that the tide will turn. There are times when your energy feels so depleted that you want to give up that it looks just totally impossible. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, don't give up then. That's when you've got to fall forward, when life is kicking dirt in your face. Don't give up then. That's when most people turn back. As long as you're alive, there is hope. You're still alive. You're still here. 
it's never too late, that it's never too dark, and we can always turn things around. There's going to be bad days, there's going to be dark days, but you got to embrace it because that pain is what makes you stronger. Pain is the high cost of growth. If you want to grow up, you want to be mature, there is no way to do it without pain. You can't grow up on the easy street. And the very thing that discourages you is the very thing that develops you. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to save you. The only person that's going to make a drastic change in your life, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the only person that is going to dig you out of your hole is who? You. You have to do it for you. You've got to become courageous to stand up within yourself, to face it and step forward. We all get a taste of that victim mentality, the why me? You can become the victim of the situation or the victor of the situation. You need to be the master of your emotions, not let them affect you. You are the dictator. You are the captain of your boat, whether you let things affect you in a negative way or a positive way. I don't lose. I only win or learn. In life, there's only winning or learning. All your problems become gifts once you learn from them. And some of you have allowed adversity to make you stop. And I'm telling you right now, don't give up. I'm telling you right now, don't give in. Get through it. Execute, execute, execute. In the midst of adversity, execute. You're going to work through this. You're going to get up. You're going to get dressed. You're going to get out. And you're going to do what you've been called to do. You're going to be what you called to be. And you're going to prove that everybody that tried to break you, everybody that tried to kill your dream, you're going to prove all of them wrong. And if you can work through your pain, I'm guaranteeing you, on the other side is a reward. Pain is not permanent. Pain is temporary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.